Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. It's made possible in part by contributions from podcast listeners. Please consider making a contribution by going to the Donate Now tab at mpbonline.org. Thanks for your financial support. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio, where each week we talk with creative Mississippians. I'm your host, Leslie Barker, Arts-Based Community Development Director at the Mississippi Arts Commission. And today we are blessed with three guests. We have Anthony Thaxton, Robert St. John, and Dr. Blake Thompson, and they're going to be telling us about the Institute of Southern Storytelling at Mississippi College. And we're going to talk about their individual work as well. Uh, we'll tell you more about who they are, but thank you all so much for having me here at your Storytelling Institute. You're, you're sitting in the Gore Arts Complex on the Mississippi College campus, and we're delighted to have you. I am so excited to be here. I had a little field trip today to record the Arts Hour. And just because this is so exciting for me, I went to junior high where this is now. And so this is not Clinton Junior High anymore. Tell us what it is, Dr. Thompson. Um, it, it used to be the Clinton Junior High. Actually, it was the Clinton Elementary through Junior High. And um, a few years ago, um, really inspired by the vision of Dr. Sam Gore, who created the art department at Mississippi College, Dr. Gore had a vision for turning this into the premier arts complex, uh, certainly in the Southeast, maybe in this country. And um, I'm so proud to say, I'm so thankful to say, we've completed that vision. And we uh, had the official grand opening of the Gore Arts Complex yesterday. We, um, we um, opened the Entergy Theater in the center of the campus, and then you're sitting here today in the studio of the Institute for Southern Storytelling. And uh, we're glad it's all come together, and I look forward to us explaining to you today what it is. I'm very excited. This is a beautiful space, and as we all know, there's a lot of great stories here in the South, and I believe in this town, in this space, I feel like there's something very creative about it. Um, also, I'm a little biased because I did sing choir concerts in that theater right over there as a kid. But tell us a little bit about what the Entergy Theater is and what you hope to happen in there. Yeah, we envision the Entergy Theater as a place where this community and this state comes together around great storytelling. Mm -hmm. and, um, and the great thing is we have two unbelievable storytellers sitting here we with sure us today do. to help make all of that a reality. Um, I'm so thankful for, for Anthony and Robert um, with their vision, carrying on the legacy of Sam Gore, and now we have a facility to house all of it. I do want to get into you two and your connections here, but I, I think I forgot to mention this, but Dr. Thompson is the president of Mississippi College, and so I am very interested to hear about how you two got connected to Mississippi College. Well, um, I'm Anthony, and Anthony uh, I was a student here in um, 1990 through 94, and I studied with Dr. Gore, and I love to tell the story that I had gone to three days of classes at another, another university, and uh, Dr. Gore called and said, 
Anthony, um, your name has come across my desk, uh, your file, and I think you're supposed to be at MC. And I said, well, sir, I didn't know who he was. I said, sir, I've, mm -hmm. I've already gone uh, to three days of classes at another college. And he said, you're going to skip tomorrow and you're going to come to MC because I think you're supposed to be here. And I, I said, Okay, yes, sir. And uh, <laughs> I came up and visited and just such a lovely man. It really was a, a change in my life. And then I too have a, uh, with this uh, campus, I student taught here mm -hmm. with Mary Jane Whitfield, great art teacher. And, and then I took a job here and I taught not only art, but I taught video production mm -hmm. as well. So my start learning video production and doing the films and the TV shows, all of that started here teaching seventh and eighth graders at Clinton Junior High. And one of the th first things we filmed here was Sam Gore doing Head of Christ sculpture and the mother and child sculpture with seventh and eighth graders running the cameras. And each year on oh, Facebook, cool. I, I usually uh, replay those videos uh, and it's just very special. So all these years later, we're back in the same exact building I was in. And now we're integrating college students doing the things that seventh graders used to do. So if Sam Gore is the father of art at Mississippi College, Anthony Thaxton is a direct descendant from, <laughs> well, from Sam Gore. Uh, it, it's a really nice thing to say. Um, and it not only did he influence us in art and how we see things, just a positive, positive man. And then partnering with Robert and doing pilots, uh, but that same kind of positive thinking, mm -hmm. that same kind of what kind of stories we want to tell, all of that started here. And then Robert and I started doing programs but, together. But Robert's family goes way back goes way back at Mississippi College as well. My first memory of Mississippi College, my grandfather went here mm -hmm. and his six brothers went here. All, all six? So seven wow. St. John's in the earlier part <laughs> of the 1910s, 1920s, wow. all went to Mississippi College. And as a kid, we came here for the dedicate. The youngest of those brothers was named Harrison St. John, which is my son's name as well. Uh, he donated the organ that's in the chapel here. And I can remember as oh, a young kid cool. coming to that ceremony. And, and when we first started talking mm -hmm. about this, Dr. Thompson uh, brought us over to uh, the chapel. And we so there's a plaque on the organ. And that brought back a lot of memories. But also, and I don't know if you and I have ever talked about this, um, <clears throat> Zach Hederman, the older Zach Hederman, married my dad's first cousin. So I guess that's my second cousin. And he used to bring me to football games here when I was younger. But I want, to, I want to take a word, and I'm going to say this while he's sitting here, but he knows how I feel about this. But it's amazing what Dr. Thompson is doing on this campus. He's so progressive, forward-thinking. I mean, you're sitting in this facility. I will tell you that Anthony and I had, had a dream about this Storytelling Institute after we did the Walter Anderson documentary. Uh, Dr. Thompson saw that and instantly said, we want, what, what is your vision? What do you want to do? And we had the really the first kind of formal meeting about this in March. And we opened this center with this huge LED screen with all this stuff in the studio in July. That's amazing. I didn't know that. I wish that our listeners could like see where we are because it's so beautifully formed already. So you just conceived of this in March. Well, yeah, but I just, it, again, and, and I'm saying this in front of him, he's gonna be embarrassed, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's progressive and forward thinking leadership uh, from, I mean, he acted quickly and it's here and it's made an impact. I mean, we've already had concerts here. It's well, wow. th thank you. But what we did was, uh, is what most Mississippians love doing. We got together and we started telling a story about what could be. 
and what we could build on. The, we talked mm -hmm. about the legacy of Sam Gore, and then we started dreaming about what the future could look like. And, and we've got a couple of great dreamers here sitting with us. One thing I just absolutely love and I'm so impressed with, with all of the materials that I've been reading about with this is how you're embracing so many forms of storytelling. Because, I mean, I, I believe, and I know y'all do from what I've read, that all art is storytelling, right? So I want to hear what you guys have to say about, because I, I, I want people to know what you do. So I know you're a filmmaker, Anthony, you're a filmmaker and visual artist, right? And storyteller and musician. Anthony Thaxton, and I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here complimenting, but my, the key to my success to any degree I've had any success in life is I have surrounded myself with people who are way more talented than, than I am. Oh, that's and, and Anthony, yes. <laughs> Anthony, seriously, I'm just saying that he is probably the most talented person I know. He's, he's, a, he's a documentary filmmaker. He's a visual artist. Um, he's a singer. He's a musician. He's a writer. I mean, he can do all of this stuff. He and I have been working together for about 20 years on stuff. He continues wow. to impress me. And um, so Leslie, I think- they're both Emmy Award winners. They're both <laughs> yeah. Emmy Award That's winners. Amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So, and they're so humble about it. They're just like, it's it's beautiful. I love this. We go to sleep with the Emmy Award at night. We're not that, <laughs> we're not that humble. It's in our, right next to us on the pillow. But oh, I will tell I will you on the, on the storytelling thing, and Anthony can really flesh this out, but I think most people think of storytelling as just someone relaying a, a verbal mm -hmm. you know story to someone and and that's not it Absolutely. just like you said it's music it's art it's all forms of that and that's what we're embracing here mm -hmm. and you mentioned the emmys and we always like to mention that uh, my son was a student here and when we were doing the documentary so we pulled him in to write compose the score and then we used mc musicians and jackson academy musicians and he engineered and recorded in the band hall here and then he won a regional Emmy as well for the music composition. That's incredible. And before he graduated college at MC, he had, had achieved that. And that really did just start us thinking towards how can we bring in other students to to tell their stories. So Bryant at the Emmys, he stood up and he, you know, he said he he was his speech was so quick. He said, "I was told to keep this brief, so thank you." You know, he's a man of few words, so you wouldn't think of him as a verbal storyteller, but he is absolutely a storyteller oh, yeah. through music. And that's the Anderson film. Most people came away from that saying, wow, that music was just so perfect in all of those scenes. At such a young age, that is so yeah. incredible. And for those Jackson Academy students to have that on their mm -hmm. resume before college, yeah. that's incredible. And if you've seen the Walter Anderson documentary we, we produced, the music is perfect. It's moving, and that it came from a 20-year-old and some 16-year-olds. We never tell anybody, when we screen it, we never tell anybody that in advance. And then afterwards, we, we'll just say, pay attention to the music. And then afterwards, we, we say, hey, that was a Mississippi College student who was 20, who composed it, conducted it, and recorded it. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You're like, what were you doing when we were 20? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And the good thing is, our next big documentary that we'll release next year is on Eudora Welty. And oh, we're so excited, and Bryant is also doing the music for that. We're partnering with the Welty family, um, and Mary Alice and Donnie, and so that documentary uh, is uh, entering into the post-production stage, and that's going to be another big thing that I think will be a nationwide project. And there'll be a companion book that'll go along with that, and it all should be coming out around the time of the Mississippi Book Festival, and we're working 
but I'm on that board and we're working with them on some stuff there too. That'll be exciting. What a treasure the Mississippi Book Festival is for our state as well. But I do want to just make sure um, that if, if people are not familiar with what you guys did with the Walter Anderson uh, documentary and book, Anthony Thaxton, Robert St. John created a documentary and a beautiful book and you got to check it out. Where can they check it out? Well, I'd like to say first we debuted that film on the <laughs> Mississippi College campus and we stood in the back of the room and said this is special and it turned out it is it is beyond special. Well, we were filming our show Pallet to Pallet uh, and we did an episode in the Walter Anderson Museum on the coast and got this idea that you know, there needs to be an updated documentary. It was our goal when we started, which is our goal for every project we do, is that we want people from Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine. We wanted people to know who Walter Anderson was. Oh, and by the end amazing. of the run, we were, you, you're better on the stats. I, I, I miss well, them sometimes. Uh, around 94% of the PBS stations nationwide aired it. And, and all top 100 markets, and all in those, prime time. Out of those 300 and something stations, there were maybe 1,300 airings so far, and they're still airing it in different places. Uh, but that's incredible because that means those stations, Los Angeles, the big station out there, they aired the Anderson film, and then we noticed they put three more airings on their schedule. So it's a, it's a really uh, So group. sometimes you have a goal that we wanted people from Portland, Oregon, to Portland, Maine to know, and that's your goal. On the inside, you go, we can't really get accomplished that, but that's our goal. We we over accomplished what uh, what we said to do, and and we feel like the wealthy wealthy uh, documentary, which is coming straight out of the Institute for Southern Storytelling, will do the same. One story: John Anderson, Walter's son, and I were in the museum, and a lady came up to us and recognized him from the film, and that's not unusual down there because Walter is so big. But she said that she was she had seen the film on Oklahoma Public Television and uh, and was so impressed, had never heard of Walter Anderson. She changed her vacation plans and she and her daughter came through Mississippi on the way to Florida so that they could go to the museum. And John and I happened to be there that day. So it was a really special thing. We just got this fundamental That's incredible. We got this <laughs> fundamental belief that there's a whole world out there that needs to hear these incredible stories of amazing Mississippi. That's a hundred percent our mission. This is Leslie Barker. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show airs on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5. To access all of our past shows, subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB, the number four car. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. I'm Leslie Barker from the Mississippi Arts Commission, and today I am at the Institute for Southern Storytelling at Mississippi College, and I'm talking with Anthony Thaxton, Robert St. John, and Dr. Blake Thompson. And they're telling us 
what the Institute is, how it came to be, and what they're about to tell us is what's going on here. So tell me all about it. Do we have enough time to cover all of this? This could go <laughs> on for days. We've got That's directed at us because Robert and I come up with new projects every 10 He's minutes. He's trying to tamp us down a little bit. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, we've got some really, really exciting things. Of course, we mentioned the Welty Project, and that is a, a huge project. We also are working on a documentary on William Dunlap, who mm. uh, attended Mississippi College for three years, okay. and we love to claim him. He's a great artist. He's a great storyteller. He's been releasing books and writing now. So that's a good project we have that we're working on. But also we're in talks with Mississippi Public Broadcasting uh, about doing some programming. They've been great to air the palette to palette shows mm -hmm. that we've done in the past and Robert and I and different programs that we've had a Mac McAnally concert. So we've had a good relationship with MPB. So we, we're looking at doing some programming, including sort of an anthology kind of series with, with artists and writers and musicians coming in mm -hmm. and having conversations with them. Also, uh, lots of B-roll, lots of energy to that. So I think we can do some, some neat things in that format here in the Institute. Work, uh, working on something related to Sam Gore. I recorded many videos with Dr. Gore when I was a student here back in the 90s and throughout the years. So uh, when Dr. Gore passed away, I was able to do a, a funeral tribute video. And then Dr. Thompson, I, I'll be forever grateful for this. He, he saw that video at the funeral and then at all of the graduation ceremonies, he played that video mm -hmm. uh, as a tribute to Dr. Gore, and we got to honor him in that way. But we talked even then that we need to do a longer, a nice piece on Dr. Gore where the young people coming along can understand just how influential he was to, to, for us. Robert has an idea for a show uh, that we're, that's in development. Tell yeah. them about that. Yeah, that, that show's called A Thousand Words, and uh, it's more of an interview show uh, here, and because you know, They've always said a picture's worth a thousand words, and we've got this massive LED screen that's, I think, the only one in the state. It's beautiful. Here in the studio. And, and so I'll be doing interviews with different people from business, uh, from music, from writing, uh, all across Mississippi, where uh, we'll put those big images from their life and their, from their business or career, and we'll, we'll let those pictures tell a story why they actually actually tell the story as well. So I'm looking forward to that. We've got a couple of books coming out. Uh, you may want to talk about the bicycle one, one, logs. The first, the first book that's going to release that has any connection here with the Institute is Robert's new breakfast cookbook, Mississippi Mornings. I designed the book. The photography in there is just stellar, and it has information about the Institute. Uh, so even in Robert's personal projects, he's, he's including pointing back here because as we said, this is important to us and this is, we believe in what we're doing here and we believe in the mission that we're doing. We also have a follow-up book for Walter Anderson. Oh, wow. Right. Years ago, there was the release, there's been like 20 printings of the, the Horn Island logs mm -hmm. of Walter Anderson. John Anderson has compiled the bicycle logs of Walter Anderson. So basically the Islander goes ashore. So he would get on his bicycle and he would ride his bicycle over to Texas. One August, it got so to hot. Texas. To wow. Texas. Oh, he rode it to New York, all over the place. He would, but in the Texas trip, it was so hot, the asphalt melted the wheels on the tire and oh he had heavens. to 
So he had to sleep under a culvert, under a bridge there for several days before he could get his bicycle fixed. So he just drew and slept there, and but the wheels melted off and he would just travel and he kept logs on these trips and did sketches just like wow. he did on Horn Island. So that book will be released in the spring and it is going to, it, it contains about 90% of artwork that has never been seen of Walter Anderson. So being able to see this art that has never been released has been a treat. So that, that's an institute project and, and a project with, with Robert and myself, and that's gonna be a, a wonderful book. So we have lots of- There's a companion book to the Welty documentary that'll be coming out with it, that. Again, Mary Alice Welty White has just been wonderful. She took us into uh, her archives and just some, some wonderful images that folks haven't seen as well. Some home movie footage and things. Oh my gosh, that's so, amazing. Yes, and so we're really looking forward to that. And when I was 18, I got to sign a limited edition poster with Eudora Welty uh, for the Welty Writer Symposium. So this is like a full circle thing in that respect as well coming back. We had, I think we mentioned it earlier, but when we brought Basti Jackson in mm. for the concert a couple of weeks ago yes. that we filmed that'll be distributed, we're also looking into doing a, a full series of, oh, wow. of Mississippi blues musicians uh, and record those performances to get that out into, and a lot of these new blues musicians uh, who maybe hadn't had the exposure yet, but you know, there's great storytelling in that music. Robert Robert helped us to bring an all-star cast yeah. with Vesta Jackson. Tell us some of the others who were well, here. Well, was that, was that the first blues concert ever held at Mississippi College? It, it was, and it was <laughs> the first official um, program of the Institute. That's yes. right, so. and, and That's in, the, so cool. in the Energy Theater. But yeah, so I mean, Vesta called on his vast uh, uh, you know, collection of musician friends. And I mean, you had Tom Bones Malone who was Blues the, Brothers. Yeah, one Saturday of my favorite Night Live. movies of all time, and, the Blues um, Brothers. You had a trumpet player. From, David Letterman. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Little, Little Richard's Richard drummer and- oh It was a, I, I, Dr. Thompson, he can, he was sitting on the first row. Now Robert and I were working and handling the event. How did the, how did the event go over? Oh, it was phenomenal. Absolutely. The best concert I've ever been to in my life. Right here. Here, right at Mississippi right College. here at Mississippi College. You've got Muddy Waters, great uh, nephew, great nephew was here, played right. harmonica yeah. on stage. What? It was and, <laughs> and afterwards, Wolf of Malico Records, yeah. um, who had, who's run Malico Records for so many Since years, always. And and he his comment was, in my whole lifetime, I've seen two stellar events, two spectacular events. Concert, yeah. He said one was in 1973 in Muscle Shoals. In Muscle Shoals. Oh my gosh. And tonight, and I'm so sad I missed it. Well, you're not well, going to miss it because you're going to you're going to see it on television. Yes, it is captured so we can all see it. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. And you hosted Thacker Mountain here, right? Did, did that we happen? We did. We did. We hosted Thacker Mountain Radio. I, so I, I, in my early years of marriage, Thacker Mountain Radio was date night for my wife oh. and me. It was great and, and fun and full of storytelling as well. That's so fun. And then we were able to. Uh, come full circle here 25 years later and hosted on our campus. Robert and I got to appear on Thacker Mountain and Ocean Springs about the Anderson film and that was one of those bucket list things for me and Jim Dees, what a professional group of people coming in and doing that. And that was not an official institute event, but it was an event here in the Entergy Theater and we're, we're looking at partnering with the Arts Council of Clinton and the whole community. Oh, and our event was was a free event. So we're, we're finding ways and in November, we are bringing in 
a, a big name from Hollywood, Randall Wallace. Uh, he's a screenwriter of Braveheart. Oh, he's a wow. screenwriter of We Were Soldiers and Pearl Harbor. He also directed Secretariat. But Randall does a presentation called Creativity and a Brave Heart. And he's going to come in. He is way, he's, he's working with us. And, and we're going to be able to present that as a free event and a good event for the community. So I hope people will really be looking for that. We have an intimate auditorium, you know, uh, with limited seating, but uh, we're wanting to keep our events where we can invite the community in and just be good for the community as well. Which I have to give a plug for this great small town of Clinton and the Clinton Brick Street Players. So the Gore Arts Complex and the Energy Theater is now the home to the Brick Street Players, a small performing group here named after the Brick Streets of Clinton, and they are equally remarkable. That's wonderful. This is my hometown, so I love a shout out about about a great hometown and that, that being Clinton. So what else is coming up here at the Institute of Southern Storytelling? Well, Anthony, I'd like you to, to tell a little bit about the, the, the concept you have of, of finding new voices and, oh. and finding the next generation of storytellers. We heard that yesterday at our advisory meeting. That's, that's something very important to us, being an educator at heart. You're always wanting to identify these students and pair them with what they want to do and then find a way to encourage. Robert's a great cheerleader for everybody who, who is doing great work. We want to do that with folks who maybe don't have a platform yet or maybe their platform is, is, is not what it should be. Uh, we mentioned Robin Whitfield in mm -hmm. the break, um, a great friend of mine and a wonderful artist, kind of the successor of the Walter Anderson naturalist legacy. Robin is one of the best artists I know gaining in popularity, but she doesn't have the platform that, that I think she deserves. So she will be an artist that we will help to do a program on at some point and help point more people to her. We're wanting to identify new writers. Uh, a gentleman that is, is on our advisory team, Ben Buffington, mm. is an alumnus. He, he is in Memphis and he's a writer, has written some great pieces and we want to co collect those and do a, a book on that. We want to do a Southern sketchbook series mm. and uh, of different artists and just black and white sketches. And the first one will be Dr. Sam Gore. And so we have some great sketches from from his legacy and, and just showing that artwork and getting those things out there mm. that we can also include the graphic design students at Mississippi College Wonderful. with coming along to help work on these book designs where then they have uh, bona fide resume building titles to their credit. When we're they we're finding that storytellers come from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. uh, ben Buffington that, that Anthony mentioned is a CEO of a, of a corporation in Memphis but he's a great storyteller as well. We have students who, um, one of the pieces of art that hangs in my office is from a medical student now, but, but she also drew a be beautiful portrait of Elvis Presley for my office. So storytellers come from, from all different perspectives. And we wanna use all means of, of media, print, music, visual arts, uh, podcast, all of those things. We wanna incorporate everything, especially new media, with these students to uh, get the word out. And so I think you can look at it as, you know, finding these uh, local stories that need to be told will we'll spread the road around Mississippi, but then the, the greater, the Walter Andersons and the Eudora Welties and the Bill Dunlaps and those things will we'll even have a, a farther reach across the Absolutely. country with the contacts we have through uh, 
different uh, channels there. This is Leslie Barker. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show airs on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5. To access all of our past shows, subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Our goal at Everyday Tech is to keep your technology not only working, but working for you. I'm the host, Abram Nanny, and you can join me and my friends Wednesday mornings at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Or search Everyday Tech on your favorite podcasting app or download the MPB Public Media app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. And we have Robert St. John here, so we have to talk a little bit about food. If you're not familiar with his work, there are plenty of places in Mississippi. Google him, go go eat some good food. But tell us about what's coming up on the food front with you guys. Well, uh, we mentioned the cookbook earlier, and uh, I think it's my 13th, uh, and uh, Anthony uh, designed this. It's a beautiful book. Uh, Kate Dearman, uh, photographer, uh, friend, uh, shot beautiful photographs. Mm-hmm. It's a breakfast cookbook. It's called Mississippi Mornings. Uh, my friend Martha Foose, uh, who's actually running our bakery in Hattiesburg, Loblolly. But I think, you know, food should be, you know, we talked about music, we talked about the written word, we talked about all of those things. And I think you made the point in the break that food is storytelling as well. And I think it really is because everybody has an opinion on food and everybody has a story about, I have so many, uh, my, my greatest culinary influence would be my grandmother and, and how, what a great cook she was. That's where my love of food started. Mm-hmm. But it's, a, it's our heritage too. Mm-hmm. There's really, you know, uh, I mean, we do it three times a day. Uh, or if you're me, you do a little more than that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, it's just, uh, and, and down south, uh, I think we put a little uh, a greater importance on sharing a meal together and sitting around Absolutely. the table and telling stories and sharing a meal. And it's a very biblical thing. You know, you think about Last Supper and loaves and fishes. It's all, it weaves through our lives in so many, so many ways. But um, again, I think there's, a, you know, Nobody uh, out in Idaho is really interested uh, about the cooking they're doing in Minnesota, but everybody in Idaho and Minnesota are are interested in the food of Mississippi and the South and Louisiana. There's just a rich cultural heritage. And and Robert, don't you think some of it is that we tell great stories over a meal and around a a table in a kitchen and and, uh, it's a place where where we tell those stories. That's right. It's, it really is. It's such a beautiful community um, that we have around food and around stories here in Mississippi. I tell my best stories with my mouth full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I mean, I know, you know, growing up, that's, that's where all of my family stories came from. The kitchen, the table, holidays, all of that. So I'm very excited about this book. Y'all check it out. Where can people find out about this book? Yeah, so a few years ago, uh, you know, we used to be in all the big box retailers and online and all that stuff. And a couple of years ago, I'm such a proponent of eat local and shop local and doing business locally that I say, you know what, we're not going to go through big box retailers anymore. So it will be an independent bookstores and gift shops across Mississippi and across the South. And uh, there'll be a schedule of book signings. I think the book's due to come out like the 20th, uh, 17th or the 20th of uh, November. And uh, we'll be, you know, we'll be heading to Square Books and Lemuria and all the, all the places we usually hit on the book tour. But uh 
Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day by far and have always, I had a three book deal with a, a publisher in New York a few years back and I kept telling them I want to do a breakfast cookbook. They weren't interested. So it's taken me this long to finally come around and, and get this. I'm really proud of it. Anthony did such a good job. We'll show you, we have a little advanced copy. We'll oh, that's exciting. Well, well, it, it was a hard thing to design a cookbook because I got hungry every time I was doing that and I don't need any help in that area. But you know, Robert was talking about the independent bookstores. That's one of the things that we really, really feel strongly about. I, I've been uh, fortunate enough to be able to be on a book tour with Robert with our Walter Anderson companion book. We did 16 independent bookstore signings around the state. That was my favorite part of any of this experience. I love the screenings. I love all of that. But meeting those folks, when we pull up at a bookstore, there's a line of folks waiting to come get this new book. And Robert has developed, his, his press has grown into really a, a really strong, small press. Mm -hmm. And, and it, he's done such a great job. He has an audience that is ready for that. But we were riding through the Delta and two of my bucket list things were Lemuria books and Square books, and I love all the bookstores, but those two in particular, so good. <laughs> we did those two bookstores in the same day, so that was quite a big day for me. That's a big day. But we're driving through the Delta on a way to another book signing, and Robert and I started looking at each other. I said, we've got a limited time left in our life. What, what do we want to do? And Robert, he said, this is one of the things I want to do, the storytelling, things like the Anderson film, the book of telling these positive stories. He said, soak all this in. This is rare air. Not everybody mm. gets to do this. Not everybody gets to participate. And I, that's one of the things I want to share with young people, that when you have an opportunity to have a conversation and meet new friends and, and get to know our fellow Mississippians, our fellow Southerners, our fellow human beings, that is a rare treat mm -hmm. to be able to have these intimate conversations and then share those with others. So this is a strong, important thing for us. Yeah, it's one of my things. You know, Mississippi uh, gets a bad rap, and uh, sometimes you know we've we've got a we've got a checkered past in a lot of ways. But I think you judge a people about how they overcome that past, and and I think in a lot of bad ways we we are still uh, tagged with, uh, and there's so many good stories to tell uh, in this state, and and I'm gonna die telling them, and you know I'm. We're in a Baptist college, but I'm a Methodist, and the Wesleyan me, West, the Wesleyan in me, uh, can can uh, uh, semi quote John Wesley, who said, "Who and I believe in this that I want to do good wherever I can do good, whenever I can do good, however I can do good, and whatever ways I can do good." And I, I just try to, you know, lead. I, I got to a point in my life, and that's just kind of what I want to do, and, and this is part of that. We're doing it. And that, MC is a good place to do good. Absolutely. I think that's a bond we all, we all share. You know, speaking of MC, if you are looking to come to a, a college soon or, you know, have interest in studying art, tell us a little bit about what that might look like here and how a student might get here. I'm, I'm glad to do that, and I'm, I'm glad to share some, some really good news. Uh, as well, Mississippi College this year, we will. Um, we've just announced our um, a record number of incoming students to our campus. Over a thousand Wonderful. new students. First time in our two almost two hundred year history, um, a record enrollment of new students into our campus. You know, Robert and I'm thinking now uh, a bicentennial is coming up. Uh, Mississippi College is the oldest 
College in the state of Mississippi. Uh, in just a, two short years, we'll celebrate a bicentennial. Hey, there's a documentary and a book and a, a whole other set of stories to tell there as well. And we're looking for great former Choctaws to come partner with us, step alongside and fund and tell stories and all of those things. We're looking for partners. I, I do have to mention that we were blessed um, by a longtime trustee, a longtime supporter of our institution who we lost the last couple of years by the name of Leland Speed. Hmm. And Leland Speed left us a legacy of giving and support, not just for Mississippi College, but for our state. We were able to honor that recently with the creation of the Speed Scholarship. And the Speed Scholarship, we believe, is transformational. It offers any Mississippi student a full tuition um, wow. at Mississippi College. And it wow. makes Mississippi College accessible to, um, to any Mississippi student who wants to come and, and be a part of what we're doing here. Is there a limited number of those? How many can you, you do? You, there, there are there are a couple, only a couple of criteria associated with the Speed Scholarship. One, you have to apply. Two, you have to get in, and we want you to live on campus and be part of this community. So, and that's it. It's amazing. And that's it. And amazing. and it is amazing. And we're incredibly thankful. Um, Leland Speed uh, led a an exemplary life, and he, what he's left behind may be even more remarkable than what he did while he was living. So we're incredibly grateful, but the Speed Scholarship gives us an opportunity to, to really expose a new generation of young people in the state of Mississippi to the rich history of the arts that, yes. that we have here in, at, at MC, but also that we have in this state. Um, if you want to write the next great novel, if you want to paint the next great portrait, there's no better place than Mississippi to do it. If you want to create the next great work of art, this is where you should be doing it. It worked for Barry Hanna. It worked for a whole sure bunch did. of people that we're celebrating and telling the stories of, names that you know, but I look forward to that long list of names that we don't yet even know whose stories we'll be telling for generations to come. Um, um, I love this work and I'm thankful to be doing it. That actually is perfect to, to get us into my next question, which is, you know, looking forward to the new students, the future of the Institute, what are your hopes for what comes out of this, this new endeavor? We, we, we simply believe that this is the next frontier of telling good stories, stories that represent our values as Mississippians. And we, right Mississippi, we vary on a whole bunch of things, but I think we all love this state and we love the culture that we've come out of and that we're a part of, and we can't wait to, to share that culture with the rest of the world. It actually says that on the gates of our campus, we're to depart and share our culture with mankind. And this is a way, this is a tremendous way that we do that. I've said this before, but one of the things that's very important to me is not to get to the end of my life and we've done a few television shows and we leave those behind and we've done some films and we leave those behind. I've said before, I want to get to the end of my life and we've left some filmmakers behind. It's not just a, teaching them to use right. a camera. We all have high def cameras in our pockets now. So the, the technology is much more acceptable, but there's a, there's a mindset that Robert and I both share about just being cheerleaders, about encouraging folks, finding the good that we can highlight uh, in whatever story we're telling. It's not about rose colored glasses, okay. but it's about realizing realizing the good around us. And if we can impart that with young people, it's about a mindset that we can leave them with of 
what kind of stories are you telling? And, and that's the most important legacy, I think. You know, at the, at the end of the day, it's not the money and it's not the stuff. It's, it's lives impacted and experiences shared. And that's, that's the important stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I think uh, we love so much about this institute is we're impacting lives of these students that are participating and the people we're showcasing and their families, and then the experiences shared. I mean, no better example of that than the concert, the free concert we put on the other night uh, and what an impact that made. And so uh, Anthony and I both, you know, I, you know how they always say Texans take pride in Texas <laughs> and their pride, you know, I've got that <laughs> times 10 about Mississippi. I love this state and, and what this state has given to the world not just to America, but to the world. I spent a good bit of time working uh, over in Europe during the year, and, and we are an exotic land. Mississippi is an exotic land to Europeans. I mean, the birthplace of the blues, and if you think about it, you know, I was explaining to to some friends of mine in Italy one time, they were trying, they, where are you from? And I said, well, I'm from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I'm just about an hour and a half northeast of New Orleans. And they said, jazz. And so I said, yeah, huh. jazz. And I said, I actually was born in a hospital that's on Highway 49. And if you follow Highway 49 up north and it crosses Highway 61, that's where the blues were invented. They said, oh yeah, BBK. I said, that's right, that's yes. Mississippi. I said, if, if you believe Muddy Waters, and I do, that the blues had a baby and they named the baby rock and roll. Yes. You drive a little bit east yes. and you go to Tupelo where Elvis Presley's from. And I was about halfway down Highway 45 to tell them about Jimmy Rogers from Mississippi when it really hit me that this is the birthplace of America's music and the world's music. It's, it's here, it's in Mississippi. And that's why we need to be telling those stories of not only the heritage and the people that came before us, but the people who are coming up now. And, and Leslie, I think I think one of the things that all three of us want to do is we want to invite others to come in and enjoy these stories with us, to tell their stories, to be a part of this storytelling institute. We want not just Mississippians, but people from all over the world to come and, and be a part of this. And if anybody listening is led and would like to help us in that mission to tell these stories and continue to, to spread the word across the nation, again, to 1,300 uh, broadcast and, and things like that, we would love for you to help us uh, keep this thing going and, and, and MC, gift us. mc.edu slash storytelling. If you want to help underwrite, uh, we're looking for an underwriter uh, on a couple of programs we have coming and we'd, we'd love to, to have your support. Or call us, come see us, visit. We would love to host anybody that wants to come see this remarkable complex and the Institute. Um, we'd love to have them here. Clinton. And I know I want to come to these events that are coming up, so that'll be where we can find that info as well. Is that right? It All will right. be and on our social media. So if you uh, Southern Storytelling Institute on Instagram, on uh, Facebook, it's the Institute for Southern Storytelling, but mc.edu slash storytelling. And that's a good way that people can give, can come alongside of us in lots of ways. Yeah, join us. Well, I certainly plan to, and I am so excited that I got to talk with the three of you today. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you for letting us tell our story. Absolutely, and to our audience, thank you so much for joining us for the Mississippi Arts Hour. Thanks for listening to this MPB Think Radio podcast. MPB depends on support from listeners, so if you can, please contribute today at mpbonline.org.
I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org.